Life Audio. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus for Kids podcast. Do you ever feel like you want to know more about the Bible, but that it's kind of hard to understand? Do you want to share your faith with your friends, but have a hard time figuring out how to do that? Do you want to learn how to connect the Bible to your real life? Well, then this is the show for you. My name is Rachel, and I'm your host. I've been a children's pastor for a long time, and one of my favorite things is helping kids learn how to understand the Bible. I think that sometimes people think that the Bible is just for adults, but God actually really wants kids to know about Him. So on this podcast, we're going to learn all about God's big story and how He shows Himself to us through the Bible. As we learn together what the Bible stories actually mean, we can learn how to live out our faith in our everyday life. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus for Kids podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl. Today we're talking about the next chapter of Matthew, Matthew 2, and we're going to be talking about verses 1 through 12. I'm going to read it first and then we'll talk about what it means. Starting at verse 1. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, and the land of Judah are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the child As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Some of this story may sound pretty familiar to you, and we usually hear it a lot around Christmas time. Some of the things that happen in this story, though, I want to make sure that you understand and you don't miss. For starters, Jesus wasn't a little baby when this happened. He was a toddler. He was probably around two years old. And usually when you hear the story told, you hear it like they're wise men. But in this passage, it calls them magi. Well, that word magi talks about how they are leaders from different countries. And they're called wise men because they were leaders in those countries because they looked into a lot of different ways to help them understand things. One of the main ways that they understood things was by looking at the stars. They studied the stars and they used the stars to help them make decisions about what was going to happen here on earth. And so these magi, they had learned, like many people from lots of other countries at that time, that there was going to be a leader coming. So when they heard that Jesus had been born, 
they decided that they wanted to come visit him because in those days, especially the leaders of a country, kind of like the kings, they would want to visit the other leaders or new leaders from other countries. And so they made a decision to go for a long time. It was a trip that took them several months and 900 miles to go see the toddler young Jesus. When they got there, they brought several gifts, things that you probably remember from the Christmas story. Do you remember what they were? Right. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Do you know what those things are? I'm sure you know what gold is. You can ask mom or dad to show you some gold jewelry if you need a refresher. But frankincense is a substance that they would use mostly to make perfume. It smelled really sweet when they burned it. You might have heard the word incense. The word incense comes from that big word, frankincense. But in Israel, it's what they used in the temple when they were worshiping God. The other thing that they brought was called myrrh. And again, in most places, it was used as a perfume. But in Israel, it was actually what they used when somebody died. It was a scent that they would tuck into the clothes of people to help it smell better. And it's interesting that these kings from other countries who really didn't know much about Israel and they didn't know much about who Jesus was, They traveled for so long and they brought gifts for Jesus that would make sense for the rest of his life. If you don't know what I'm talking about, don't worry, we'll get into it. But I think about this story and there's a couple questions I have. Maybe you had those same questions. How did they know where to find Jesus? Well, the Bible says that they followed a star. We don't know for sure if it was an actual real life star or maybe it was an angel that looked like a star, or maybe it was just something that they saw, but nobody else could see. Either way, we know that it was pretty much a miracle that God showed them where Jesus was. And when they got all the way to Jerusalem, that's where it stopped. And they had to ask people where Jesus was. Now, the religious leaders at the time knew exactly where to tell them to go. Because it was a prophecy. A prophecy is like a prediction that somebody had written, a prophet called Micah had written a long time ago. And at that point, Micah had said that the Messiah would be born in this little town called Bethlehem, which was about six miles away. So they knew exactly where to tell these wise men, the Magi, where to go. I want you to think about that for a minute. These religious leaders, these leaders in Jerusalem knew and had been told a long time ago that Jesus was coming. They also knew exactly where he would be. And then when he comes and they know that, they don't go see him. They're so busy preparing for Jesus to come that they don't actually see him when he does come. If I'm honest, I think we can get like that sometimes. Sometimes we can get so caught up in being religious that we don't recognize Jesus. Maybe we're thinking too much about how we have to act or how we have to be or where we have to be or what day it is. And we behave in a certain way that we get so caught up and distracted by those things that we don't see Jesus in front of us. 
well, what are some ways that we can see Jesus in front of us? Well, I can tell you how it's worked in my life. Sometimes it's somebody that needs a kind word from us or a hug or some of our time. Because when we see people like that and we recognize that, we can respond to them in the way that Jesus would want us to respond to them. It's similar how to the Magi responded. Once they responded, they were able to experience the presence of God in their lives. They were able to be around Jesus. It's the same way for us. When we respond to people in the way that Jesus would, we get to experience him in our lives. When we offer that kind word or we give someone a hug or we give some words of encouragement, you are often being Jesus to someone in your life. My encouragement for you, friends, is don't get so caught up looking for Jesus that you miss opportunities to experience him in your daily life. Let's pray. God, I thank you for the Bible and for the way that you reveal yourself to us in your word. God, help us not to be so busy and so distracted by looking for you that we don't see you when you're in front of us. God, help us to see the opportunities to experience you in our daily lives. And God, help us not to just see those things, but to have the courage to do those things that you're calling us to do. God, would you give us opportunities to experience Jesus in our everyday life? Show us when it's us that you want to offer that kind word or to hug someone that we love or to encourage somebody. God, show us those moments And when my friends see those moments, God, would you help them to actually do those things? Lord, I thank you that your word promises to never leave us alone. So even in those moments, if we're afraid, we know that that's what faith is, is doing it anyway because of the way that you empower us to do that. God, I thank you for my young friends today, and I pray that you would protect them throughout their day today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. friends, thanks for listening to the Hearing Jesus for Kids podcast. If you like today's show, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. That's the number one way you can support this show. If you're wanting to dive a little bit deeper, you can also join our Patreon community to get our family discussion guides, join our private discussion groups, and have access to bonus content and additional resources every month. Hey, I'm praying for you today. Know that you are so loved.